So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Podcast listeners, welcome to the SFP Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you so, so much for being here, for listening, for caring about your business. You guys, the entire purpose of this whole audio experience for you is to help you grow. We do this by bringing in other industry experts, uh, both photographers, creatives, business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, sometimes, like today's episode, we bring in success stories, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Before we dive in to our guest, Ross Daniels, uh, look, I've been on this YouTube kick, and I'm going to stay here for, for another episode with you guys. Look, we've been doing a huge push to produce more content than just the podcast, and I want to encourage you to head over to YouTube, the Six Figure Photography page on YouTube, because we're producing weekly videos uh, like regularly. There's an amazing series I want you guys to take a look at called Ben Hartley IRL in real life. It is a vlog, you guys, where we take you behind the scenes. It's complete BTS, behind the scenes footage of what it's like to be running a wedding photography studio here, what it's like to be uh, running the podcast, the education, the mentoring, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's a lot of fun. I really want to invite you guys to check it out, to subscribe, to ring the bell, and more than anything, maybe, to leave me a comment, because you better believe I'm going to read it and I'm going to reply. Let's jump into today's guest. We have Ross Daniels. This is what I love about Ross. This is just a success story. This is just a photographer who's out in Aspen and, and he's killing it. And what we're going to focus on today is, is Aspen, it, it's a small town. It's a unique uh, it's a unique space. I think there's a lot of value here for photographers to gain who are maybe in an, a niche environment, who are in a small town uh, because the competition is fierce to get those gigs, right? Um, and, and what Ross has done is he has built lasting relationships with vendors, with concierges, with planners through like what he describes as small gorilla style marketing and it's paid off big in the end, you guys. Without further ado, let's talk to Ross Daniels. Ross Daniels. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I can't complain, Ben Hartley. I'm a little sick. Uh, so I actually, I only asked you so that way I could talk about myself is what <laughs> just occurred. No, um, it's good to hear. It's good to hear from you, man. Um, thank you so much for being on the SFP podcast. I am a little sick. I'm, so you'll have to give me a little grace, okay? Okay, I can handle it. Thank you. Ross, um, you're all the way in Aspen. Is that correct? That is correct. 
So when you and I were chatting a little bit, I actually just want to start by setting the stage. Like we're going to talk about photography. We're going to talk about all the cool stuff. Maybe we should give a little framework, but then I actually just want to spend a little time talking about the microcosm that Aspen is. Cause I think it's kind of fun to get outside of, of, uh, the usual, you know, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Things are pretty basic here. Um, and here, hear what else is going on in the world. Before we jump into that, though, can you give us a little bit of a bullet point of of kind of where you're at with your photography business uh, generally? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I I started this thing about, let's see, I've done this professionally for about six or seven years now. Um, and I was in that place when I started where I was just working, 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 trying to figure out a little, little niche. Um, you know, it's I've come a long way where you know, everybody when they start has a website with just a bunch of pictures on it. Uh, SEO sucks, and and you know you're just scratching to get where where people even know that you actually do this thing. Um, you know, I've I've blasted through that, uh, and I'm now in a place where my SEO is rocking, um, and you know people are coming to me, and I'm not giving things away for free um, <laughs> like you have to do for the first couple of years. Um, so I'm in a place where I've got the contacts um, at you know, the concierge at the, at the hotels and, um, you know, the, the wedding planners, um, have my names and coffee mugs with their, uh, with their letters, you know, their initials engraved on them. So I'm in a place now where I'm, 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 I'm cruising. Nice. That's awesome. And you're, you're primarily doing weddings solely or you're, I do weddings and events. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love weddings. They're, they're my main focus. Um, but events are, and I, and I think they blend really well together. Um, but you know, I, it's anything from a big, a big wedding uh, on the top of the mountain, um, to, to, you know, smaller weddings down, down in the chapel. Um, uh, and then these bigger events that we have out here, um, to food and wine, for example, is a big one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, if the, if people are partying, uh, smiling, um, you know, I'm there. Nice. So let's talk about that because there seems to be a bit of partying that happens at Aspen. Because even as you say, like event party, photography, yeah, I'm thinking, man, like for for me in Ohio, like it's you know weddings and events, like a, like weddings and weddings. <laughs> like when I think yeah, of events, maybe sure. what bar mitzvahs, kind of maybe uh, corporate events, Christmas gatherings. Totally. Like that's kind of what I think about. Yeah, we also do you know the concerts and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, tell us more about. Um, Tell us more about this space that you're in, Aspen, uh, some stories. Describe to me the culture that you have there. So the culture here is, is in, it's a unique, it's a unique place. So, you know, we, uh, I consider myself one of the locals. I've been here 10 years now. Um, and it, it takes a while to, to find, find your way here. Things are expensive. Um, and, and we're, we're in a crowd, um, of people. And so, we start at 7,000 people. That's the, that's the home base, um, that keep this town running. We balloon up to about 25,000 people when it's busy. So think X games, for example, um, you know, that's, that's broadcast worldwide, uh, and town is just busting at the gills. Um, you know, the, the culture is, can be anything from that, you know, that like steezy people just coming up here, drinking Red Bulls and partying to, uh, food and wine, where people pay two thousand dollars for a ticket to come uh, taste the fanciest wines and meet the the best chefs uh, in the world, you know, and they do it for two or three days. It's a it's an interesting place to be as a as a local who doesn't have millions of dollars um, to to make it work here. You know, we are we are a service uh, town. You know, we we have 
45 different billionaires that have houses in Aspen, you know, and, and <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to scrape by with, uh, with the scraps. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a vacation destination. It's a wedding destination. Uh, and then we have some off, we have two off seasons uh, between uh, when the ski season ends in April, uh, all the way up until about mid June, there's nothing going on here. So if you haven't made a little nest egg um, or, you know, just have plans to travel somewhere super cheap, uh, you're swimming. So it's, it's an interesting place to be. You know, we don't, I don't have 24 seven business. I have a ton of business in the two seasons and then, you know, you fill in, you fill in the rest and it takes a long time to, to figure that out. This town spits a lot of people out, um, because they can't, they can't handle it. Yeah, I totally get that. So then would, do you end up having, is it a, uh, like a 50, 50, 50, 50 split between locals and destinations? Uh, is it, is it, uh, where's the ratio fall? Um, so for the type of wedding work that you do, is it clients that are coming oh, in? Oh yeah, sir, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm always trying for, um, for the big ones, you know, I'm, I, I'm trying to shoot high and get the, uh, get these big destination weddings that they're a little harder to come by when somebody's going to come out here and, and people spend outrageous amounts of money out here to, uh, to throw weddings. You know, I've, I've been a part of a, a few million dollar wedding, um, you know, anywhere from like the three to $5 million wedding range. Um, those are a little harder to land. Some, uh, maybe they're finding photographers more like you, um, that, uh, maybe than me, um, that are, they, they bring a lot of people to LA, New York, these big famous photographers that charge outrageous amounts of money. Um, so those are a little harder to come by. I usually, yeah, I usually end up getting, um, more of the local stuff. So let's talk about some of those though, because you have shot a couple, you've shot a few and, and it's your goal. What are some of the things that you're doing when you're, when you're trying to target these higher end weddings, uh, destination or not, right? Some of those local billionaires still got to get married, second, <laughs> third, fourth wedding. Yeah. Uh, and so when you're, when you're trying to target these, what are you doing? How are you trying to stand out? How are you trying to, uh, appeal to that type of client? So the only way I can really appeal is to put my best foot forward. So and that's, that's my website, um, and keeping everything clean and fresh and being able to, um, always update, you know, the, the better the photos get, you know, I think photography is, is a, is a, is a muscle that you have to flex. And, you know, the more you, the more you do it, the better the jobs you get, the more you have to update your website and take older stuff down. You know, I try to, I try to do that consistently. Um, but out here again, it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird place that a lot of these people aren't just finding you. They're going through their, their event planners and sometimes they're teaming up with other event planners. Um, so my strategy in that way is to have the best relationships with the event planners and we have a ton of them. It's like, it's like real estate agents out here. Um, oh, yeah. everybody wants to be an event planner in Aspen, you know, cause that, that nugget that everyone's chasing, those big ones can be huge. It can be huge money. Um, so lots of people get into it. How are you so, identifying the top uh, wedding planners if there's so many? Because even like I, this question gets asked a lot. I'm all about identifying who um, who has your ideal client, who's doing the best work possible and aligning your brand with them. Uh, and that's hard enough as it is when you aren't swimming with with wedding planners and venues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, even if you just have 10 in your area. But it sounds like for you, there's so many. What are you doing to kind of sort, filter them out uh, and decide who you're going to try to work with? You know, it's been it's been a long slog up here trying to get um, get into the place where I am now. Um, but now that I am a part of all of these events, um, you know, events being these um, these festivals that we have out here, and and um, anything in between. There's there's so many different styles of events. Um, 
but the same people show up, you know, the people that show up and the people that are working um, these big gigs, like they're the same people. And so they're kind of easy to, to pick out eventually. Um, and now I'm in a place where I, I, I have a respect for them. They have respect for me. So we're able to communicate on that level. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm picking out the people that are getting the most work. Um, yeah. And in this town, you know, when, when the, when the big family, like when the crown's coming in town and, you know, so EKS is one of the bigger ones out here. Um, Blueberries productions is another one that's huge. Um, you know, when they're landing these big ones, then, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious. Those guys are, those are the go-to here in town. Sure. You would describe to me, um, you kind of described it as like guerrilla style marketing that you're using to kind of build these relationships with totally. vendors and planners totally. and concierge. Well, what does that look like? Explain what you mean by that. For me, it's the only way that's, that it's worked. Um, you know, in, in a, in a small town, this little, this little snow globe, uh, it functions in a way that if you, if you don't behave in a certain way or, um, respect the people that have come before you, um, and the people that are, are getting the work and consistently have, um, you know, you don't, you don't get treated the way that you're probably hoping to be treated. Um, I, I just mean if you don't if you don't respect the the people that can hand out jobs or recommend you for jobs, um, it just doesn't it doesn't happen as easily for you. So, you know, I've done anything from um, you know I made I made pamphlets with all of my best shots and um, did little little gift bags for all of uh, all the people that I thought were important, and I brought them by and sat down and um, you know indiv- individualized uh, gifts. And that could be anything from a, you know, a coffee mug with a letter on it to a, a candle to Ray-Bans, whatever. Like I'm, I'm in the business of, of business, you know, like if it takes a little greasing, I'm going to grease. That's just part of, that's part of the way the service industry has always worked for me. So, um, you know, I'm, I fully understand that. And, and that's how, that's how I've gotten uh, a little bit more work. So then are you spending most of your kind of uh, marketing dollars, dollars, that kind of stuff, rather than trying to directly go and attract the bride or the groom, are you more so trying to uh, figure out where are they going to be at first and, and, um, and almost market more to the, to the vendors, like the venues and the vendors, the planners, that kind of stuff? Are you, is that where most of your ad spend goes? So half of it goes to my, my new site um, and my, and you know, what, what Google requires of you to, uh, to have good SEO. Uh, and then, yeah, and the rest goes to the personal relationships. So that's dinner out with, um, one of the, one of the planners that's, um, you know, if, if, if he's got a list of 10 people to choose from and, and I'm the first recommendation, you know, I appreciate that. And I respect that. And I know he doesn't, he or she doesn't necessarily have to do that for me. So I like to reciprocate in any way I can. Um, you know, I don't necessarily want to just hand somebody a stack of cash, but I want them to know that I care about them. And I, and I, understand that what they're doing is, is important. It's valuable. And it, uh, you know, it means something. Sure. They could, it takes a time and energy and care, but they could, they could choose from any other photographer. So you're expressing gratitude. I mean, and that also, but that also reflects, I mean, the, the the job that I'm going to do reflects upon them. So, you know, if I, if they throw me this bone and I show up and and do a crappy job, then that's not going to happen again. So, you know, it's, it's gotta be, it's got to be the whole. It's got to be the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think that relationships are everything, right? They really are. Relationships are everything. Ah, and yet you've got to deliver. 
like your work has to be good. You have to actually fulfill on, on that end. And so, uh, I, I totally get that. Um, so walk me through here a little bit. If you had, if you had any advice to give a photographer who's starting out, right. That photographer's in year one, they're trying to figure it all out. Maybe they're trying to decide where it is they want to go, how they're going to monetize this thing. What advice would you have looking back on your career, how you got to where you are today? What advice would you give the photographer who's, who's stepping out and 2018 is Uh going to be their year? Uh, buckle up. It's, uh, it's crazy out there. You know, it's photography is for me is such a fun job and I can't believe that where I am now, um, that I, I fell into this thing. Um, but then again, it's, that's sort of a misnomer. I didn't fall into it. I busted my ass. Um, you know, the, the advice I would give anybody at really any job, um, is to work hard, keep working, work harder, and in the end, if it is something that you really care about, it is something that you want to do, you'll have your opportunities. Uh, nothing is given to, to you um, in this business. You have to go out and take it. Um, it swallow your pride, I think, is another, another thing to, uh, to think about. Uh, I mean, I shot... You know, I thought I was pretty cool. I was out getting some events in Aspen and whatever uh, in the beginning. And I... And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't booking enough. I only was getting those gigs because some people were handing them to me. The the reason I ended up getting more work is I swallowed my pride. I shot four weddings for free. I shot under some really great photographers that were much better than me, um, learned as much as I could. uh, And then I just kept doing it. Um, In the end, if you don't work hard, you won't, you just won't make it. It, It's a, it's a cutthroat business. Um, There's a lot of glamour to it. There's a lot of a lot of work sitting at the computer as well. Um, but, uh, it's, you, you don't, you're not going to cut, even if you're in, in school and you, and you walk out with your degree, no one's going to hand you a, a photography business. It's a, it's a big, it's a big broad thing. And I would just, I would just say, keep your head down, build the stuff from the beginning, the way it should be built. You know, I, I made the mistake of just throwing everything out there. I would make, Anything I anything I took a picture of would go on the website. You know, no SEO in mind, nothing like that. If you're gonna, if you really want to do this thing, start start at the beginning. Make sure your site is strong um, and, and build upon the best stuff that you do. Yeah, I love. Uh, you were talking about work, 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 work. There's a, a great quote Chase Jarvis has. You know, a lot of people say fake it till you make it, and Chase says make, make it until you make it. Yeah, like exactly. you just make it. Until you make it, you just keep making, keep showing up, keep producing more work. Totally. Uh, it'll get better and better and better. No doubt. Um, so one of the things that you talked about is, you know, trying to set yourself up on the, you know, from day one on the right foot, uh, in terms of you, you mentioned a lot of with your website and I know that seems to be a really important part to what you do as you've kind of been cultivating a lot of SEO around it, that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, as you finessed your website, uh, made it better, that kind of stuff, what are some of the things that, um, you feel like really have kind of separated yourself and make a strong website that other photographers, uh, should be thinking about, should be aware of, uh, that will help in the kind of end goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I was kind of unclear on that. Um, I don't know anything about websites. All I, uh, all I know is how to take the photos. You know, I had a, I had a WordPress, um, site that was super simple. And, you know, I would just, if, if, whatever I could figure out, I would do. Um, I eventually found a guy who really knew what he was doing and I paid him some money and he, he made a site that was much, much better than mine. It was, you know, built ground up with, um, SEO in mind. Sure. So, you know, unless, unless you're training those things, um, 
I would suggest finding somebody that knows knows what they're doing and at least asking for help, um, if not just letting them do it outright. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've been working with um, Tonic, uh, Tonic Site Shop. Yeah, Tonic's um, awesome. Yep, the incredible, incredible design. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely go check out. Actually, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll get this in the show notes for everyone. But I'm pretty sure uh, SFP gives you twenty percent off if you use that uh, coupon code. I'll get the right code for you guys down in the show notes. Uh, but twenty percent off on Tonic, so that's pretty yes. rad. My, yeah, that's uh, a solid deal. I'm currently working on uh, finalizing our site uh, with them because I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, it's the first exposure to your brand for many people, at least. Yeah. Uh, And I searched a ton before I actually went with a guy who just created mine from the ground up and Tonic was always at the top. Podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now, here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Giphy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It it's like a it's the size of like a laptop bag essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at giphy.com, G-I-F, yyy.com three y's g-i-f-y-y-y.com by the way use the coupon code sfp2017 for some dope discounts maybe just mention my name dude you know ben hartley sfp2017 uh is the code uh to go check this thing out i own one and i promise you i'm buying another this year as well next up on my thank you list is freedom edits you guys look the end of the day you can't grow your business if you are doing everything it's just a it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing, by the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul, please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch, like the intentional decisions that that uh, Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They Like, like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash 
and and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, fantastic. So then, um, as, as you're kind of, uh, you've been talking then in, in regards to the website with, uh, with work and curation and finessing and making sure that your best stuff is out there. What kind of advice do you have in regards to that curation process of analyzing what makes on your website? What doesn't, how do you kind of decide what goes on your website? Yeah. In terms of uh, imagery, by the way, portfolio, we're talking portfolio, portfolio stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a, for me, if there was a tipping point, there was, you know, I was, I was an eager photographer. I would take any gig I could get. I would do a maternity shoot. I would do, you know, people with dogs. I would do like, I would do anything. Um, you know, for one, I, I decided a long time ago, well, a long time ago, two years ago that I wanted to, to be more specific. I didn't want to confuse my, um, you know, my potential clients. Um, you know, I don't, I think the the old saying of, uh, Jack of all trades and master of none really rings true, um, f- for this job. And so, you know, I, I went through and, you know, every, every time I put a new gig up, I would go back to my old ones and try to figure out what, who I was aiming at, what I, what I was trying to get out of these photos, you know, was this photo pleasing me or was this photo potentially pleasing one of my, my clients? Um, and I ended up deleting a ton of photos. I mean, my website went from thousand, like so many photos to, to a a small amount. And, and then I, then I built it back up. You know, the more work you do, the more you understand what your style is, how, um, and, and how you fit in with the other photographers, maybe in your area. Um, you know, trying to stand out is a big thing as well. Um, and so if, if the people around you aren't necessarily doing something that you think you're pretty good at, maybe you push that forward. Um, finding a niche is a big deal. Um, but my curation process is, is, was all about trying to figure out who is looking at my site, who I want to look at my site, and then just basically deleting all the stuff that isn't, isn't going to help somebody, you know, pick me up in the end. Sure. It's a challenging thing. That curation process is is so hard. I think for many photographers, there's a belief that if, um, if I maybe I'll put this one more picture up there, Mm -hmm. uh, because maybe somebody will respond to that image, you know, maybe I need to, yes, I'll have some bright and airy stuff, but then I'll do some off camera flash stuff, you know, just in case someone likes that. And then we add one more picture on there because maybe that one will be the one that'll uh, capture their attention. And, um, I think it's one of those things that I, I did a creative live course uh, entirely on like on on creating a portfolio that works. And I think the biggest belief is 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 that just that one more image will will that person will will like it. And uh, I was saying on the course that like if you can't get someone um, to enjoy your imagery after twenty pictures, right? What makes you think that a hundred is going to do the trick? What makes you think that 300 is going to do yeah. the trick? And who has the time to get all the way to that third, the 300 picture anyway, they're going to, they're going to give you 10, 15 or 20 pictures. And then if they're not in, they're out of there. 
Yeah. I mean, you know how this goes. You open up a website and and the immediate thing is uh, how, like the load time alone. Like if, if it doesn't load immediately, you're out. Like you're moving on to the next thing. And then as soon as, as, soon as that homepage loads, it better hold your attention because if it's not, you're out. Yeah. And once you click on the portfolio, the very first set of images you see, if they're not incredible, you're out. And so uh, it's it's just a really important thing to remember. We, we oftentimes, I think, have a romanticized view of, of our client and what they're going to be giving us. But think about your own behavior as a consumer and how you act online. Uh, and realistically, 30 images is is a great place to be. 30 incredible, stunning, jaw-dropping, emotional, gripping, artistic images uh, is, is really where you need to be. So with, with Aspen being as competitive as it is, right? We're talking about portfolio. We're talking about um, uh, building those relationships with vendors, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you see your yourself in relationship to the other photographers in your area? Is there a, is there a, a thick competition there? Uh, what's it like? You know, what I think is interesting about this uh, this town is that I do believe there are enough gigs for everybody to to make it. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not somebody that wants to take all the business and be the only person. Um, we all have our different styles. You know, if you, if you are on Google and searching Aspen photographers, there's, you know, there's five or six of us that are going to be on, on the first page and we all do something unique. Um, some of us like to do more event stuff. Some of us like to do more portrait stuff. Um, everybody's mixing weddings in because there's a lot of them. But I think there's there's space, and I and I think there's as long as you stick to your lane and figure out what who you want to be and what you want to do, you can make it in any market. Um, you know, it's it's strange out here. We you know we're in a this valley goes uh, from Glenwood all the way up to Aspen, and and there's tons and tons of photographers and people that are aspiring to be photographers. Um, you know, anything from doing infants to to matern you know maternity or just family stuff, whatever. There's, there's lots of space out there. There's commercial stuff. There's the sky's the limit. It's really more about who, who you want to be and what brand you're trying to build. Um, but yeah, the competition for, for those big ones. Yeah. We're fighting over them and people are, even the wealthy people, they're fighting over, over a thousand dollars. You know, they're, they're going to price check you, um, and, and try to get the best deal. There's, it, it's, it's a cutthroat, it's a cutthroat biz. So what do you do when that happens? When somebody comes at you and they say, so-and-so offered it for 5,000, mm-hmm. you're going for six, will you meet it? What do you say? Yeah. How do you handle that? You know, my my only tactic in, in the competition is really the personal touch. And I think you've talked a lot about that as well. You know, I try to have phone conversations and, and meetings with every person I'm ever going to work with. And in the end, Yes, you need to be able a little bit flexible, but if you want this business to be sustainable, I, you can't give in too much. Uh, and so, I where I try to shine is in is, is in the personal meetings. And you know, if somebody's going to go with my competition because they're going to offer two thousand dollars less than me, then then more power to them. I, you know, I, I I'm going to go for the next best client. Um, that's just that's just part of part of how I've gotten where I am. I try to stay, I try to stay in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenging thing. Uh, and I think that, um, it's the, the, the quickest route that I would encourage photographers to really kind of, um, uh, to get to is look, it's, it's an easier thing to say when you have clients pouring in the door. 
right? Oh, because then you always know there's another client around the corner. I think it's a harder thing for the photographer who's just starting out, or maybe they're, maybe they're not just starting out. Maybe they've been at it for a little while, and yet there aren't clients pouring in the door. And so you just don't know when that next lead is going to come to you. Sure. Uh, and so there's a little bit of... Um, well, it's it's scarier, right? It's it's scarier to say no to somebody um, when you just don't know when the next bit's going to come. And so, I just want to encourage photographers. Like one of the one of the first things to really be um, working on, obviously, is bettering your craft. Right? It's it's always that's just like a no brainer. It's you're constantly working on bettering your craft. It just happens on the sidelines. It happens every day, every shoot. Uh, so yes, it's that. But the 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 thing to really be focused upon each year is how am I going to get more leads in the door. Uh, because then like Ross, you get exactly what you're, you're talking about. You get the ability, the freedom and the confidence to actually say no yeah. to people, like to, to hold your ground. Uh, and I think that's totally. something that you've been able to pull off. What are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I, I, I don't want to be misleading in any way. Like I, for, for as long as I can remember, I've been saying yes to everything. Um, you know, when it, that's the only way that you are able to then later in your career, start saying no. Um, you know, I've been, you get put in positions you don't necessarily want to be in, uh, and shooting things you maybe aren't going to further your career, but you got to pay the bills. You know, this is a scary job because we don't, we don't get paychecks every two weeks. We don't get a, we don't get cash. We get, we get a check after you, after you work and it's a long process. It's like many touches to, to make a sale. Um, and so it, it really is, it's hard to do and it's hard to, stay strong and stay confident and, and not be all over the place with your prices. But the clients pick up on that too. I think, I think when the, when they've got people that are like, well, tell me what this other guy is charging and I'll, I'll see if I can beat it, that type of thing. Uh, I think the confidence comes through to a lot of the, the people that want quality, quality work. And if that's what you're producing, then, you know, they, they pick up on that. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're not strong in your, in your belief of your work, then, you know, they're going to, they're going to try to get the the most out of you they can. Um, so I think there's sort of a mix of having, having said yes to so many things for so long to get a portfolio now, um, where I can say, well, you know, I feel like, I feel like maybe you're, you're a better fit for somebody else. It's a, it's a new place for me to be in for sure. Um, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't start that way. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's something that the sooner you can get to that place of, of that confidence and ability to say no, um, it's kind of when some of the magic begins to happen. And it sounds like too, in order to do that, uh, you know, some delegating takes place as well. Uh, it sounds like what, that's what you're up to with your website, with having somebody else <laughs> rather than you trying to become the master of WordPress or whatever it may be, yeah. uh, having other people help with. What are some other things that you are delegating with your business, uh, outsourcing, getting help with? Hmm. Let's see. What am I sourcing out? Um, not really, I mean, not really a ton. I mean, it's, it's kind of self-sustaining at this point. Um, I, my, you know, Google ads does its thing, you know, that genius algorithm does its thing and, um, you know, you pay into it and hopefully you see the, see big returns, but you know, my, my business is built on, on a lot of, uh, word of mouth referrals. Um, and, and just the, the clicks that I'm getting from, from being on page one, uh, in a small town, um, has, has allowed me to sort of not, I'm not spending a ton of time or effort really anywhere else. Sure. Um, let me actually, you know, I think that most photographers are, are pretty used to hearing people say outsource, 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 outsource your editing, bring on an editor, bring on this person or that person. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I think there's validity to that. But I think there's also, you know, the amount of conversations that I have with someone who's who's just like, oh, no, I really don't. Uh, that may actually sit as a refreshing thing for some <laughs> photographers to hear yeah. out there. No, I mean, uh, like or, I said, like I've got a couple of people, like people reach out to me all the time. And this is another thing I would recommend for uh, some of the aspiring photographers on, that listening right now is to reach out to some people that are, are a little bit uh, – a little bit ahead of you in the game and pick their brain, sit them down, buy them a coffee uh, or a beer. That would be my preference. So anyone that wants to call me, let's get a beer. Um, I would just say, pick their brain and, and ask them how they got where they are. Um, you know, don't, I wouldn't talk about too much about gear or anything like that, but really just talk with them, see, you know, get, get a feel for their experience and how long it's taken to, to get where they are. Uh, and I think I, I did that when I first started, I sat, three of the, the photographers uh, here in Aspen down and just talk to them as long as they would talk to me. <laughs> and I picked up a lot of stuff, some things I, that I appreciated and wanted to, to mimic and some stuff that I was like, wow, okay. I, that's not the direction I want to go. Um, and I, I found that to be, I found that to be really helpful. And some of the guys that, that have reached out to me recently, I've, I've picked up as not employees, but sort of, you know, trusted colleagues, if you will. And if there's, if I'm already shooting, like I've got a list of four or five people that I can just send, uh, I can send out under, you know, under my umbrella. I, I look over the photos, maybe I'll do the editing, maybe not. Um, but, you know, I know and trust them. And, um, you know, sometimes if, you know, if there's something I just don't necessarily want to do, um, people are happy to get that work. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's talk about let's talk uh, future here a little bit. 2018. Do you have any big plans or maybe not big? Maybe some subtle plans. Do you have any things that you're working on uh for 2018? Excited yeah. to implement. I'm excited uh, to about this year. Totally. Yeah. I so I just got a you know, I was kind of against the booth thing for a while. Um and then I was doing sort of like my own setup open air booth, but if there's just there's cash in it and they're fun if you do them right and do the right people are manning them. So I just spent a, a good bit of cash on a, uh, on a brand new booth. Um, and I think that's going to be an awesome addition to, to working my way towards that six figure photography number. Um, that, that is, that's my main focus right now. I'm building out the page and getting it, getting it going. Cause those, if you do it right, they can, they can really sustain, sustain this thing. Um, so are you, are you on a photo booth? Are you on a Giphy booth? What do you got? Well, it's a, uh, it is a freestanding booth with a green screen. So the green screen, you can put any type of the backgrounds and, you know, you can text and email the photos. It's got the digital props, um, but it also travels well. So the, these guys out of uh, Colorado Springs, uh, picturebooth.co, they are designing them to to be able to either ship or like take on a plane, you know, traveling. That was the next thing I was going to say. Traveling for weddings is, is my favorite. And I've got four booked already this year, one out of the country. Um, so I want to be able to just pop this thing on the plane and take it with me. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to get out there. And, and, you know, a lot of people start to think it's funny. Like I get a lot of referrals for, for Aspen and cause people know, I know Aspen, but when I get a, when I get an inquiry for, to shoot out of, out of town, they're like, well, do you think you can handle this photos, photos by the lake? Or do you think you can, you've never been here. Do you think it's going to be okay? I'm like, I got you. Don't you worry. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Looking. I've had a lot of uh, great success with the, the Givy booth. I, so I've got a couple, yeah, I've, got cool. the whole, I've got the photo booth, the photo booth 
supply company booth, amazing photo booth. Uh, and then this year we picked up the Giphy booth, G I, sorry, hold on, G I F Y Y Y booth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love it. It's yeah. so small. It's so compact. You, you know, it like you just throw it over your shoulder. It can set it up in five minutes. And it's it really is fantastic. A great add-on uh, to do. So I agree. I think uh, it's a great way to diversify your income and just maximize the revenue for every wedding that you do. Yeah. Uh, you're already there. You're already going to be at the event. Might as well figure out a way uh, to serve your clients. Totally. Uh, so I love it. Okay, cool. So you're incorporating that. Anything else that you're incorporating? Um, yeah, I mean, just, I'm getting new gear, um, getting new suits. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think it's important to, to dress the part. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend a little extra and, and look the part, uh, this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly excited about getting out and, uh, seeing some new area and, and shooting, shooting in new places and, and getting some great stuff for the portfolio. Um, and then, you know, starting this new, starting this new business, uh, with the, with the booth. Love it, man. That's awesome. Ross, where can people find you online? Check out your work. Uh, see what you're up to over the next year. Um, I mean, my, my site is rossdanielsphotography.com. Pretty simple to find. You could just go Aspen Photographer. You find me at the top there as well. Um, you know, I don't do a ton of the social stuff, honestly. I, I keep up with my, my Facebook page, but I have fallen off the train of believing that uh, Instagram and or Twitter works for me. Um, you know, some people have turned it into their, into their business, but I'm not there. I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I think that, I think it's something that is, um, it's, it's like, you just got to do it. You know, I mean, you just do, and it's, it's easy enough to do it too. Um, as in like just to post a picture after an event, uh, is, is easy enough to pull off. And, um, you know, I, we get clients from it. I'm just saying (laughs) we get clients from it. It it just goes back to like, uh, it it is another thing to do, but, uh, it's kind of like the current state of the internet, you know, uh, it's like, where are we heading? Uh, and it may even become more important than your website. Uh, so I don't know. I, I find it valuable to do. Am I, am I great at it? No. Are there other people who are far better at Instagram and Facebook than I? Yes but I still at least try to show up. Uh, I may show up drunk um, to the party, but I'm showing up to the party. One way. <laughs> That's a bad analogy, but I think hopefully you pick it up. No, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> That's awesome. Ross, thanks for hanging out, talking, chatting with me. I think it's fun to get a chance to uh, to dive in and, and talk to some real photographers who are, who are in the thick of it, who are making stuff happen, who are experiencing great years and great growth and, and just continue to move forward. So I, I really appreciate your time and thoughts. Yeah, man. I appreciate being on the show. It's been awesome. Sweet Ross. Talk soon, man. See ya. Podcast listeners, photographers, entrepreneurs, creatives, thank you so much for listening. Look, I know it's going to happen on YouTube, and so I'm going to see you over there in the comments on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, to ring the bell, to let me know what's going on. I would love feedback. If you go ahead and check out Ben Hartley, IRL, in real life, the vlog, let me know what you think. Can you give me a little feedback? I would really appreciate it. DM me feedback. Leave it on the comments. You can DM me on Insta at jbenhartley. We'll see you guys there.